This is Caitlin Blackwood. I played young Amelia Pond on Doctor Who. And you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. The we continue all the way to episode 401 of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. And we're back. It's a new year. We're now at episode 401. What are we going to do? Well, we thought we'd start off the new year with drawing some things out of a hat. Yay! Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Let's start off like we do every week. We're going around the virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Brittany. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. I will spare you the ABBA rendition of that song. (laughs) (laughs) None of us are going to sing about odd. Odd, I don't even know how to say that. Odd Lang Syne. What the hell does mm-hmm. that mean? I don't know. I'm sure I could Google it and find out in like two minutes, but I don't care enough to. So, ha. <laughs> I'm starting off the year on the right foot. Anyway, uh, <laughs> news, not a whole lot of news. It was kind of quiet, which is a good thing. <laughs> we'll take yeah. it. Uh, that being said, the BBC and Russell T Davies did give us a nice little Christmas present yes, in the form did. of a teaser Trina. for the 60th anniversary specials. Yeah, so get to see a bit more of David Tennant's return, a bit more Donna. Mm-hmm. We see that Donna's mother mm-hmm. is also making a return. Oh, we're getting some new characters and Mm -hmm. also some characters some creatures Mm -hmm. that you might only know if If you get into the expanded universe stuff Mm -hmm. yeah like big finish in the comics yeah so So. there might be hope yet that we might get a live action Frobisher. Maybe one of these days we can only hope. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why Shooty is saying, Will somebody tell me what the hell is going on? Because there's a talking that, that penguin. Be, we can only be. hope. Yes. I'm not going to get my hopes up too high, though. <laughs> but, uh, we can't hey, hope. Jack, give me a flipper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, looks like it's going to be a good time and i mean it's it's a doctor and donna you know yes yeah how it's gonna work you know because right now <laughs> all they're really showing us is the fact that the doctor doesn't want to trigger donna's memories because that in theory she'll kill her right and neither does donna's mother and neither's donna's <laughs> no mother but meanwhile donna's like skinny man which man yes apparently some of the fandom i'm using big air quotes here fandom took offense to donna calling the doctor skinny 
Like but that's she's always she's always and, referred to the fact a strip of a thing. She's called I him also. Yeah. Even the eleventh Doctor in Day of the Doctor when he meets Ten is like I've never seen it from the outside. That's proper skinny. Yeah, Even the Doctor right. himself refers to himself as skinny. So. Yeah. It's typical Donna. I think exactly. she even called him beanpole at one time. So yes. Like, this is not the new. No. <laughs> no. Yep. So I really wish they would drop what kind of villain or character Neil Patrick Harris is playing. I want to know. Mm. I, I we'll find out. I and I got theories, but I don't know if it's the right theory. We'll find I mean, out in too, in but- in in 10 months and some change mm-hmm. why are you the writer like that, that was a- 10, 10 months forever. and 10 months and uh 21 days <laughs> so come november we'll be like how did that happen already yeah really mm-hmm. probably i'm sure we will get more as we get closer so i'm there i'm sure it's probably going to be trickles and my guess is probably i mean if it's anything like the year the 50th it'll probably be san diego comic-con yep will be my guess so yeah but we'll see we'll see either way i'm i'm gonna mm-hmm. take it though because it, it's dr who or do you think they do you think they drop? Oh no, they wouldn't drop anything at the the one con and that they do in February. Gallifrey oh, one. at Gallifrey yeah. one? No, I don't think so. No, not when they just gave us this. They're 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 dangling yeah. the carrots. They, mm-hmm. they they know exactly what they're doing. So. <laughs> the BBC may not always know what they're doing, but we know Russell T Davies knows what he's doing. <laughs> oh yeah 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 so uh yeah so and that's really all we have for news like i said it's very quiet so but uh do have a little bit of housekeeping do have a new episode of gold standard in the feeds for you so you can go listen to our i don't know exactly what it came out to like four hours ish it's another long one because it's schindler's list and we had to dissect it of course because it's that's definitely (laughs) that one's definitely one that requires some dissection so um but uh yeah the our review of of schindler's list is is out there for y'all to listen to four hours Mm -hmm. and one minute so essentially four hours so i thought it was close to that um and then of course not only new year but new month (laughs) so book Mm -hmm. club yes our book for the month is the legend of camelot then the book slash audiobooks for february are demon of red lodge shroud of sorrow a world of demons villain of villains of doctor who and i thought just because donna's gonna be coming back in a few months that i'd throw up a doctor who technophobia the, one of the first big finish adventures with david tennant and Catherine tate mm. oh. yes 
never heard of them uh <laughs> i don't know who these two people are but i'm sure they're gonna be real big somewhere over on the other side of the pond <laughs> probably <laughs> uh so there is that um and then uh hopefully some folks have seen our uh, Lisa ones that use Facebook have seen our post asking what geeky things you got for Christmas. <laughs> so <laughs> I had a very, very busy yet somewhat geeky holiday break. So I appreciate all of our listeners letting us take a a, a little breather there because it happened exactly what I thought would happen when we agreed to take the last week off that yes people sprung events on me last minute <laughs> so uh-huh. <laughs> uh but that being said one thing i did do and i posted some pictures on instagram on our instagram um is i went to we went up to grand rapids michigan uh the thursday after christmas to the grand rapids grand rapids art museum where they currently have the jim henson imagination unlimited exhibit which i have been trying to get to this thing for years (laughs) (laughs) there's been a few times where i'm like oh i could get there and then could it just didn't happen or in some cases like oh i'm gonna be in in town the same time it's there and then like is the schedule would be off so then it wouldn't match up so i've been trying to go to this exhibit for years and it finally worked out that i had the time i had the means it was within a reasonable driving distance so we took off to grand rapids to to see this um so if you're listening to this close to when we release this episode it is still going to be there through the 15th of january so if you can get to grand rapids make sure you check the website of the museum first because they have really weird hours of operate days and hours of operation um uh and then after that it's it's going to be traveling and then it's going to be in baltimore i believe but not until like late spring so um so if you don't catch it in grand rapids your next shot is in baltimore but not for several months (laughs) so but if you're a jim henson fan you like the muppets you like the sesame street all those things it's very educational i mean it's not necessarily aimed towards small children because there's not really stuff for them to like play with and touch it's a lot of muppets in glass cases and stuff to read and like short videos to watch that sort of thing um so you definitely need to be minimum age you know you all know your children best so yeah use your best judgment um but it was just really cool to to learn about jim um and his early life and what led into him discovering puppetry and eventually getting into television and 
seeing and learning about some of the things that he worked on outside of the things that we recognize. Like he did a short film at one point that was nominated for an Academy Award. Um, he tried to create his own themed nightclub at one point, interactive <laughs> nightclub at one point. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you've got what you expect. You know, you've got the Muppets, you've got Kermit, you've got Sesame Street. You've got the Muppet Show, you've got Fraggle Rock, all the Muppet movies, Muppet Babies, Dark Crystal, which is still one of the weirdest movies I've ever watched in my entire mm -hmm. life. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and then of course, Labyrinth, Labyrinth. Uh, <laughs> which was a really small part of the exhibit, but I returned the corn and I'm like... It's the dress. It's the suit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, like, I was excited to see Sarah's dress in person. Um, yes. It's it's uh, it's wild to see just how elaborate it is. I've always loved Sarah's dress from you know, the the masquerade sequence. Yeah. But something about seeing David Bowie's costume just uh -huh. was like I was having all sorts of feels. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just because I think it was a combination of the fact that I just love Labyrinth so much. I love David Bowie. We're coming up on his birthday and the anniversary of his passing. So maybe that had something to do with it as well. But I was just like, just see, seeing the two costumes facing each other and then spinning, spinning around in this case. And they have the, the entire sequence, you know, uh, playing on one the a screen there in that in that section oh, so you, nice. hear, you hear david bowie singing as the world falls down the entire oh, time nice. watching the costumes oh. spin around and i'm like i could stand oh. here for hours just watch these <laughs> costumes uh, just, just catch me when you're done i'll see yeah what yeah. it was so wild too because it's like they just took the costumes and just like Put them in storage like the tails on jarrah's coat there was like dust on them oh wow it's like they just took them off of off of david and jennifer and just like okay here we go yeah we'll put these in a box somewhere and then you know maybe they'll go on display somewhere at some point so they may have also gotten dirty just from being moved too but i like yeah, to think that some of that be. dirt was you know because david bowie wore it so anyway um <laughs> But that was that was pretty awesome to to see that exhibit. I was so glad we finally got to do it um, and see it right in getting in at the in the wires. <laughs> I was like, when this moves again, it's not going to be easy to get to. <laughs> so yeah, that was my geekiest thing that I did over the holiday break besides watching tv and movies and the like so but i did get you introduced because neither chauncey's parents had seen labyrinth so as soon as we got oh, home that nice. evening we watched it so cool very so cool. cool yep so i highly highly recommend checking that exhibit out if you can get to it wherever it may be so what did it, what did his parents think of labyrinth uh my mother-in-law really liked it 
she was really she was really impressed uh, she's like how somebody come up with these ideas oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my father-in-law liked it too he thought the bog of eternal stench was funny so yep <laughs> but of course <laughs> yep of course fart jokes Mm-hmm. Boys love fart jokes. Fart jokes. Yep. Priorities, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a Chrissy? Yeah. yeah it's a Chrissy. Sorry. Chrissy made it. Uh, yeah. I I was taking a nap and didn't. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that is, you know. Hey, yeah. It's yeah, I am a big proponent of naps, so anytime yep. you can get one in, I am all for it. So yep, yes. And it was the only way I could get Lottie to take a nap. She is still sleeping right next to me, but that's okay. She's out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's cool. So yeah, uh, hopefully everyone else had a good holiday break and got yes. lots of goodies from Santa and hopefully didn't mm-hmm. eat too much candy. Uh <laughs> tried not I have, to anyway. I have so much candy it's not even funny. Yep. One of my co-workers brought in all her homemade candy that she was trying to get rid of and it's just like yeah. really uh. brought it here. <laughs> Like okay, uh-huh. yeah. Well, that's, how, that's how you get rid of it in the in the break room, you know. Just put it down on the yeah. Table. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, she's like, "Oh, y- y- you're a sucker for the same exact treat I I am. The pretzels with the Rolo and then the walnut. Yeah. That mm-hmm. in the center. Uh huh. Yeah. She yeah. brought a whole thing of those in, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I yeah. literally had to hand slap no. <laughs> problem with me is like whenever anyone brings like treats or whatever for work the table they put on is the table I tend to sit at all the time so it's always like right in front of me mm-hmm. ah, yeah. they're out to get you yeah. <laughs> it's personal it alright well, let's move on to feedback some feedback from Shalane. She says, hello girls, happy 400 episodes. I was going to watch your live stream and I did while I was at work during my break and I watched a little bit. She, Considering stuff she comments on, I think she watched more than a little bit. Uh, I think she got a a good chunk of it. (laughs) She went back and rewatched. Um, uh, she says, uh, here's what I was going to say in the comments of what I've been doing, reading the Disney Twisted Tales books, which she shared with me. They do look very interesting. I'm going to have to see if I can get those from my library. I'm sure I probably can. Um, yeah, we, we have them, so I'm sure yours does, too. Yeah. Uh, watching some Christmas episodes and classic movies and the Adina Menzel documentary. I still need to watch that. Um, she says, also, what did you girls think of Beauty and the Beast live a celebration of 30 years? I actually haven't watched it. I still have yet to sit down and watch it. 
it was on a Thursday night. I think I was doing Gold Standard when it was on. So I did get a chance to watch it while it was on TV. Uh, so I think you can rewatch it on like Hulu or Disney Plus or something, but I have not had a chance uh, yeah, to watch I, it. So I saw it. I saw that it was on Disney Plus. We've been rewatching Muppet Christmas Carol a lot over the <laughs> Nice. Which I'm, yeah. But my kids, Alex can almost quote it now, which Good. Okay. parenting win. Hello. Um, yes. But, but yeah, so I, I did see a little um, the square, the, the, I don't know, what is it called? The, the big one where you, where you, when you first get on Disney Plus and they're showing the thumbnail. The thumbnail. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I told you I just got up from a nap. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's on there. I just haven't watched it. But there it is. Yep. Yep, I'm not I'm not seeing it yet, so um she said, plus I'm not the only one making girls feel old. Thanks, Shalane, I think. <laughs> everything makes us feel old. You reach a certain age and just everything makes you feel old. Uh, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to parse this out like is this a compliment or I don't know. Uh, I'm like, yeah, Shalane. Sh- My birthday is in, is in six weeks and some change. <laughs> so, trust me, I feel old enough on my own. <laughs> I do not need any help. Shalane, Sh- just by virtue of being your sister, when you, when, there, there are certain things that you, certain milestones and stuff that you reach. And I'm like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I feel old because I remember when I did that, and now you're doing that, and mm-hmm. yeah. So sorry, your sorry, sis, your 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 existence makes me feel old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and, uh, my my little sister is hitting a milestone birthday this year, and I'm equally can't wait to tease her about it, but also I'm feeling old that she's hitting this age. <laughs> like, oh, mm-hmm. no. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then she asks, when are we going to talk about the mass Singer? <laughs> oh, that is a question. We've got several seasons <laughs> under our belt now at this point. So, how, how, how do you talk about a show like that on a podcast like this? I don't know. The good, the bad, and the ugly? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. I mean, I'm only I'm, I've caught I've caught bits and pieces of it. Like I I get I I get the premise, but I'm like um, yeah, because usually we talk about like our favorite episodes of a thing, or I don't know, I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Gate like game shows are a little hard to talk about, aren't they? Uh, yeah, just in general. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Um, uh, Messinger. Um, oh, yeah. So, what do we think about the movie based on the musical Wicked? Um, it's gonna have people like Ariana Grande and Jeff Goldblum and Michelle Yeoh in it. I hope it's good. Yeah. Because I really <laughs> like the musical Wicked. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. 
So I hope it's good. We shall see. Because <laughs> the the musical to film adaptation pipeline is kind of like the video game or board game to movie adaptation yeah. pipeline. It, occasionally you get one that's good and then they, then there's some that are like eh. then you get then you get cats. And then you yeah. get cats. Yeah, there are a lot that are just kind of dog poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we shall see. Considering we haven't seen anything from it yet because it's still in production. This is that's one of those wait and see kind of things. So Yeah. I, um, I feel like if this had been a if they had started production on this maybe like oh ten years ago, I guess. I'd be more excited for it, but now I'm just kind of like, uh... why not? Yeah. There's been plans of making this an actual movie for. Years. It's been in production it's... purgatory well, for a long uh, time, so yeah. But like an actual, like it's going to happen. We promise, and here are here is you know we are actively working on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, too much has happened to make me be like make me be more cynical but like you said we will see yeah. yep um uh, this is funny so another thing i just realized with stranger things with vecna he's kind of like voldemort a small child t- turns evil and then doesn't have a nose <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Good uh, point, Jelaine. Very good point. Yeah. <laughs> so be careful of small children who seem to be evil. If they live to become adults and they no longer have a nose, turn around and run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Or they start uh, deciding to split their soul into pieces. Yeah. Oh, Takes a stage of left completely. Yep. That just seems like uh, a bad idea all around. But yeah. what right? uh, she says, uh, I used to love Barbie dolls when I was younger. Uh, I always get Barbie dolls for my birthday and Christmas, and I love the animated Barbie movies with this, with the live action. Uh, this one's obviously going to be live action. Uh, she said she wonders if they're going to have the song Barbie Girl. It wouldn't surprise me if they Aqua, had like a cover Aqua, of it. I'm sure would appreciate the resurgence, kind of like some other songs. You know, like like Blue Swede, Hooked on a Feeling, had a resurgence with the first Guardians mm-hmm. movie. So maybe <laughs> I I can see it them like doing like having some newer pop star do a cover of it, maybe for the credits or something. Probably. I, I can't imagine that song is not going to be in there, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna pop up somewhere. Um she said, uh also I read that the second Joker is coming out in 2024, not 2023. Yeah. Um it says, Rachel, are you a Lady Gaga fan? Maybe we should talk about Lady Gaga. <laughs> she might come up at some point. 
said, so with the new year, there will be anniversary films, of course. Uh, I just updated the list. Uh, <laughs> and then she gives us two more that I did not have on the list. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire and Ever After, a Cinderella story. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, oh, Ever Ooh. After. Oh, good one. I've Ever, never actually seen my... Ever After. Oh, oh, it's good. It's good. It's got Drew Barrymore in it. Yeah, I know what it one. is. I've just never seen it. Oh, yeah, it's good. Ever After, for a really long time, that was like my movie when I'm like, not feeling very good. I'm homesick or something. Or I mean, I mean not, not exclusively, but that was like my movie. Like, I just need to feel happy and I need to feel better and I would watch it. And it's just, oh, it's and, like, it's, it is one of the best Cinderella adaptations. Uh-huh. And for princess dresses, the one dress that Drew Barrymore wears kind of is position number two to uh, Sarah's labyrinth ballroom dress for me <laughs> <laughs> in costumes. Because what uh, am the, I the, the dress of the wings. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And my one of my college friends actually did her best to make that dress for Halloween one year, and she did an awesome. And she did. Per, she almost had it down nice. close. Yes. Yeah, that's one of those movies that you're like, this should not work, but it does. It does. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness, it does. So yeah, I I would I would definitely be amenable to reviewing that at some point. Ah, okay. and, and Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, who doesn't love Robin Williams? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> several oh, times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says that might be uh, another one where we quote chapter and verse. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, so since we get a, we're getting a movie about Whitney Houston. Are we going to talk about Whitney Houston? She says, if you girls are Whitney Houston fans, I can't say I was a Whitney Houston fan. Really. Yeah. So. I'm going to yeah. say I like Song Keaton, but it's never been like once that I go out of my way to listen to. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's like, yeah, I know who she is and she's a very good singer. She's just not like, oh, I must own every single one of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yep. So um, then she says, uh, last thing about movies that flop and award season the tech uh the new west side story flopped at the box office and it was still nominated for best picture of course because it was a musical and it was directed by steven spielberg those are like two of the things the academy really loves musicals and things directed by steven spielberg Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um Let's see. Uh, so thanks for your support for me. Uh, she's like, I'm the Vel. She thinks I'm the Velma to you all. <laughs> Technically, I know all this stuff because I do the research and found some fun facts about these movies and books and TV shows. Hey, that counts. Yeah, does indeed. That's how we. That's how we pretty much know everything. That's how I know everything is I do the research. I love research. That's why uh, I became so, a librarian because I didn't have to, I don't have to know everything. I just have to know where to find it. Exactly. Yep. And uh, then she easier. asks, yeah, she asks if we're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know this little sis. You know, yeah, but she did not necessarily know about the rest of us. Ah, okay. 
Trust me. I plunked my cousin down and showed him the first movie and VHS when he was younger. So yeah. yeah. I I I was like when the I would watch the cartoon occasionally when mm-hmm. it was on. I love the second movie. Oh, the secret of the ooze. The secret of the ooze. It's been yeah. ages. It was really funny because um Red Letter Media. I just I'm a little behind, uh, but they had posted a, a an episode, a video on their YouTube channel in the last few weeks, I think, um, talking about the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, which the Turtles and Splinter were all done by Jim Henson. That was like one of the last things mm-hmm. that Jim worked yes. on before he died, because yep. he died in '90, and that's when the first movie mm-hmm. came out. Yep. Um. And so they were talking about the first movie and how it pulls from the comics, and... which are a lot darker than the, you know, any right? Other yeah, so that exactly. I, that I grew up with. But it was so funny because he would show clips from the first movie, and I'm like, I barely remember any of this. <laughs> like, I don't remember the first movie hardly at all. <laughs> oh, so so when that when that movie came out, like I was super. That was like, you know, we want to talk your very 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 first fandom. I was five years old, and I loved the Ninja Turtles. Like we, you know, we would go. We uh, we rented all the videos from our our local video store. I watched it all on on TV. I don't think I had any figures because my my mom wasn't like, like we didn't we didn't like go out and buy a lot of toys and stuff other than like birthdays and, stuff, and christmas but i just i loved it it was like it was my biggest thing and when i went to school and i would get teased for well the girls would tease me for liking ninja turtles the boys were like oh hey you know you like ninja turtles come play with us um <laughs> so so you know that kind of that that that's that spurred on that there's my personality for you um and then, you know, the movie was coming out and my mom was like, this looks too scary for you. And I like bugged her and bugged her and bugged her and bugged her. And they finally took me and it was so good. And I loved it. And I just, ah, Ninja Turtles were so my thing. And yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that I, I have, I have all the, I have all the movies. Well, those, those early ones, not a big fan of some of the newer ones. Um, the Michael Bay ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan. There are some iterations that I'm just like, what, what, what drugs were you on, people? Um, yeah. But the, mm-hmm. but so like the the '89, I think it's, I think it was an '89. You know, the the '80s cartoon was was really good. The 2000 yeah. CGI one that was on Nickelodeon is actually really solid. Um, and I have, I think I have a couple of those seasons on DVD. The rise of the Ninja Turtles is not great. <laughs> From the animation style to the storytelling to the voice acting is like uh, this is. I'm like, I mean, yes, it, yes, it was a show made to sell toys, and that's why it was successful because people would go out and buy the toys, which would then, you know, fund the fund the show. But this new one is like, you, you're not even trying, guys. Like you. Like you, you, you get mad at the old one for being for being a toy commercial, and you then you put out this crap. Oh my gosh, don't mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, oh yes, but yeah. I I could gush about Ninja Turtles 
for an episode or two or three mm-hmm. if, if it needs <laughs> that. Yeah. I don't know. This what are we is... talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Turtles. Uh, turtles. I like we turtles. Were fans of Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says we should talk about our guilty pleasures. So. <laughs> oh, we will. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. There's so many. So we've already talked about some of them. <laughs> yeah. So um, she says, for me, I think my gateway to be geeky. A nerdy would be either Harry Potter, then years later the MCU started my full geek life. Word. Um, so some of the only geeks if I have are Funko Pops, plushy shirts, and movies. Uh, and the only anime she likes is Pokemon Sailor Moon and Card Captors, which I don't know what that is. Card uh, Captors. Uh, uh, that yeah, that one is a. That was the name of it in the, the English dub, which they changed a lot of it. And now having seen the original, I'm like, I kind of like the, the English dub. So sue me. <laughs> uh, she says, I also have read romance novels and adventure novels. And she mentions the Disney villains books. Uh, she says are really good. Um And then she says, last thing, since I'm I'm have knowledge of musicals, uh, I didn't know if I told you girls this, which reading ahead, yes, you did. So, uh, but our Stranger Things season four episode was called Spring Awakening, which yeah, was I'm fully aware that that is a musical and that Leah Michelle and Jonathan Groff uh were were in that. So <laughs> <laughs> way before they were on glee uh so yeah i was somewhat a nod and a wink and also to a fact that the season takes place during spring break so makes sense to me yeah i like to have fun with the episode titles (laughs) uh so that's from shalane um, then we have some feedback from Aaron. He says, hello, my five-ish hosts. Congratulations on the 400 episode milestone. Thank you. As a relatively new listener, I really enjoyed the mini recap of the podcast history and getting to hear some more of how each of you got into the different fandoms, your gateway fandoms, so to speak. Also, I love the opening, hearing all the different celebrities that have recorded intros. I've been wondering how many people you have done an intro, so it was great to hear the variety all at once. I did that on purpose. (laughs) If you can't put every single celebrity bumper at the start of your 400th episode, when can you? Right. Uh, I eagerly await what all you all have coming up next and hope to listen to at least another 400 more. (laughs) Happy holidays to all, Aaron. Well, we'll do our darndest, Aaron. Uh, yeah, considering how long it's taken us to get to this 400, yeah, I think we can do it. Yep. It can be done. We have the technology. Uh, <laughs> there's a reference for you. <laughs> all right. Like I said, we're going to start off not having to do any research except on the fly because that's the best kind of research (laughs) 
So bust out those web browsers so you can open up your IMDb and Wikipedias. And we will see who comes out of the bag. We've got some that have been in here since the very beginning. We've got some new ones that may have been added fairly recently. Some of them because I thought of them. Some of them may be suggested from our listeners. Well, let's let's see what's Let's what awaits us let's see who comes out of oh okay this is a fairly new addition to the names but that is okay i went in and dumped the bag out and then added some new ones and folded over some of the paper hoping maybe they'll get less stuck together <laughs> so <laughs> that was my attempt at least all right so this actor american is uh, let's see is an american actor studied at harvard and the london academy of music and dramatic arts has done work on both stage and screen, including the recipient of numerous accolades, including two Gold Globe Awards, six Primetime Emmy Awards, three Screen Actors Guild Awards, and two Downies. He's also received nominations for two Academy Awards, a BAFTA, and four Grammys. He has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and was introduced into the American Theater Hall of Fame. Birthday is before Cha birthday's day before Chauncey's, but several years before Chauncey. October 19th, 1945. Oh, uh, definitely not the way I was going. <laughs> we have discussed this person on Gold Standard. Okay. Because he appears in one of our films that we did last i could i guess i could say last year now when referring to 2022 <laughs> uh it takes a little bit of getting used to but that's where he did get one of his academy award nominations for best supporting actor hmm. it's this film that we covered let's see now that yeah. does let's see. He's done some very notable voice work as well for a quite popular animated series of movies. Most recently, I actually heard him in uh, a part of the Sandman part two from Audible. Cause mm. I was like, hey, that voice sounds familiar. Is that so-and-so? And I had to look it up and I was right. Cause he does have a very distinctive voice for being an oh, American. Okay. <laughs> mm. 
you know how it is with americans yeah <laughs> yeah, i think of american i think of distinctive voice morgan freeman no i don't think he's that old sorry i'm looking up like okay this is gonna be really obvious isn't it yes it is <laughs> Trying to think of what you may have. Probably the most recent thing you probably saw him in, knowing he, at least you guys. Was it John Lithgow? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Good one. Oh, I just, I was just looking at the Sandman audio cast and I'm like, yeah. you're British, you're British, you're, you're New Zealand. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was. That's right. Yep. He, and I did not realize that that was a true story. Obviously, the whole stuff with the dream is a bit. Uh, but the person he's portraying was an actual person, the guy who thought he was Emperor of America. <laughs> so, All that was right an actual then. guy. <laughs> so, but I was like, wait a minute. That's John Lucas. I uh, was like, yep, it is John Lesgal. Fancy that. There you go. Yep. So, I was well, going to say, probably the most recent thing you saw him in, depending on who you are, was probably when he played Winston Churchill in The Crown, which is yes, still yes. several years ago, but... Well, and and I always think of, um, he, he was he was a, a voice of Lord Farquaad and Shrek. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's probably where a lot of people know him from is the voice of Lord Farquaad. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Third Rock before, from the Sun. That, yeah, yep. Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. Like, that's where I that's my earliest memory of John Lithgow <laughs> is Third Rock from the Sun. So I got you one step further. Harry and the Hendersons is my first experience with John Lithgow. Yeah, he played the dad. Yeah. Yeah, he played the dad. Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, he played. He was Yoda in the original radio drama of Return yes. of the Jedi. Yes, yes, he was. Interesting. He he didn't do too bad of a job. Yeah. And then and then I always forget because I don't watch it that often. He he is the he's the antagonist in Footloose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the original. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, the original. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. John Lithgow, he's a, he's a New Yorker. He was born in Rochester. So, uh, but he, he he does have a very distinctive voice. You kind of hear it and you're like, yes. I know that voice. Um, his mother was an actress. His father was a theatrical producer and director. So, runs in the family. It runs in his blood. Um, um, so, um, yeah, he's the third of four children. Uh, an older brother, an older sister, and then a younger sister. Um, he went to Princeton High School. <laughs> 
then he studied English and history, English literature and history at Harvard. Um, so yeah, and he started doing theater while he was at Harvard. So graduated from Harvard with an AB magna cum laude. Uh, then he went and studied the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts. So, but yeah, he started his career in the early 70s doing uh, film and stage. Um, he got his first Tony Award in his, or first Tony nomination um, and first win in his debut, which was in David Story's The Changing Room. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he's done, uh, he, he, he started his career, just kind of took off. So, yeah, but yeah, he did uh, The Voice of Yoda in NPR adaptations of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. <laughs> uh -huh. Mm -hmm. So, and then he uh, got his uh, Academy Award nominations for Best Supporting Actor in The World According to Garp and in Terms of Endearment, which we've covered on Gold Standard, which is still our longest episode to date at five hours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's also famously in Twilight Zone, the movie. Yes. Where he plays the role that was originated by a certain starship captain. Uh-huh. In Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Um, <laughs> for you... Uh, uh, Lower than A tier films. He was also in the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. Mm -hmm. Forgot about that one. Uh, well, you got to pay your bills. Yeah, yeah. That was course, an interesting yes. one, though. That was yeah. a bit of a depending on your mood. That can be a hidden gem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then yes, he is the the pastor slash dad who condemns dancing in Footloose. Uh, yeah, he was in Harry and the Hendersons in 1987. Um, yeah, he's he's gotten, like I said, lots of awards, wins slash nominations. Um, he got a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series for his appearance in the episode The Doll of Amazing Stories, which that show, somebody needs to revive that because that show was awesome. Um, uh, apparently, he was approached to play Frasier Crane on Cheers, but turned it down. Oh, wow. In a way, I'm kind of glad because Kelsey Grammer just, he seems the role because trying to picture anybody else in the role of Frasier now, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I can't see it. 
Yeah. So, funny enough, apparently yeah. he wasn't he wasn't an episode of Fraser. Yeah, <laughs> he was a call in voice. Yeah. Pretty much all the like the the whenever on Fraser, whenever uh he's doing his radio show and you hear somebody, you know, the caller talking about whatever their weird thing is it's almost always a celebrity my mom that's one of my mom's favorite things to do is when she watches fraser see if she can identify the celebrity by the, <laughs> just her voice when they do the call in so yeah but yes for us 90s kids that spent the 90s in front of the television uh you might remember the comedy sitcom third rock from the sun where mm -hmm. uh he plays the lead the leader ish of mm -hmm. a group of aliens that land on the planet earth to study mm -hmm. earthlings essentially so yep. <laughs> him and gene Curtin. yes you wouldn't think it'd be a pairing that would work but it sure does <laughs> yeah yeah, but uh, John Lithgow, uh, Kristen Johnson, French Stewart, Joseph Gordon Levitt. That was one of Joseph Gordon Levitt's like early roles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, uh, Jane Curtin, uh, uh, Wayne Knight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yes. So it was, it, it sounds <laughs> like, it, I mean, it's the whole premise is just this whole fish out of water type thing where they're supposed to be blending in and observing humanity kind of like mork you know yes mm -hmm. they're reporting back the things they learn but because they're not human they you know do things wrong say things wrong do things weirdly because they don't get it because they're not human so they don't you know they don't understand our ways of doing things so it was really it was it was funny but it's like the premise it seems like it shouldn't work but they just they they it was um had a lot of heart from what mm -hmm. i remember so yeah i i remember watching it i really enjoyed it and i was actually kind of sad when it ended <laughs> so um so yeah uh, then um he did that that show ran from 96 to 2001 so um and then 2001 is when shrek came into our lives so him as lord farquaad <laughs> uh and it's he's again goes back and forth between stage and screen i mean he's done uh dirty rotten scoundrels um of course he's done shakespeare like any you know person who likes the stage does so he's he did 12th night at stratford stratford upon avon Apparently he was in Dream Girls, but I don't remember him being in Dream Girls. Hmm. Maybe it was like a tiny role. Yeah. A little cameo. Yeah. 
Yeah, he plays a film producer who offers Beyonce's character a film role. So yeah, it must be a, a small part because I don't remember him being in Dream Girls. Maybe I need to rewatch Dream Girls. <laughs> uh, um, and then if you're a fan of Dexter, just flower, uh, he uh, he had a a recurring role as a serial killer. Yep, I vaguely <laughs> in, remember in, in that Dex, one. Yeah, in Dexter. He was he was like one of Dexter's like greatest foes. It took Dexter a while to catch him. Uh huh. Yep. So, Couple of seasons, um, I think. Yeah. Serves. He plays he played Barney's father on How I Met Your Mother. With Barney played by uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Um so that was i remember that too because i think no okay no it's not it's not barry's father that i was i think it was like one of towards the end like the last season after he and robin get engaged i think it's robin's father that he meets um in that that we're first introduced to so anyway uh because i was gonna say my friend a friend of mine is in that episode but no that's not wrong episode uh apparently <laughs> uh... <laughs> he was in the spin-off of once upon a time oh yeah the um yeah yeah Plays the right, the white rabbit. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. He was the voice of it. I was like, mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. It's like I don't remember seeing him in it, but yes, he voiced voiced the. Well, he uh, yeah, he voiced the rabbit. Uh, he's in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. He's in Interstellar, which I only watched once, so it's okay. Uh, of course, he's in The Crown playing Winston Churchill, which I thought was wild. <laughs> yeah, have an, Amer- like- have an American play Churchill. Mm-hmm. Almost seems kind of sacrilegious if you think about it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Churchill was such an institution. He would think uh, only a yeah. Brit could play him, but uh, he did a really, really good job. Actually, he did a really good Churchill. So, Because <laughs> Churchill was like, personality so you need someone who can like embody that personality that was churchill so but i thought when he first popped up you know with the crown i'm like oh okay but then while i watch i'm like yeah no i kind of dig this Mm -hmm. i'm with this so uh but that won him a primetime emmy award and a sag award so Uh, apparently he's in bombshell 
which I have not watched. Uh, but he plays <laughs> Roger Ailes. <laughs> it was the Fox News CEO at the time during uh, that point in time. Um, yeah, I mean, he's still active, actively yeah. working. So, you know, he's done uh done lots of several children's books actually and albums so um yeah he did he his first album came out in 1999 called singing in the bathtub it's an album <laughs> of children's music the second children's album farkle and friends came out in 2002 <laughs> well that's a good team up apparently farkle and friends is him and bb newworth nice nice and he did sunny side of the street in 2006 uh that's cool so yeah, and then yeah, obviously voiceover work for this, that, and the other thing. He pops up every now and then going, hey, wait a minute, I know that voice. Like I said, though. Like he popped up in uh the Sandman part two. Which was quite the surprise, but hey. I'm here for it. Apparently, he is a supporter of Liverpool Football Club. Oh. Who knew? <laughs> so, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. yeah, I knew that he'd written a few children's books. I haven't read a lot of these, but I've seen them. Like show up in the library. I'm like, oh, is that? Because then you know, I see who the author is. I'm like, really? That that John Lithgow? Oh, yep, that's him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. Well, that's so. cool. And I would, I I do recommend if it, after, yeah, if you do, if you are listening to the Sandman stuff from Audible, uh, to read up on the character he plays, Joshua Norton. Fascinating piece of american history that i had no idea was a thing <laughs> but joshua norton was an actual person who claimed himself emperor of america emperor of the united states and protector of mexico <laughs> so I'd be interesting. I'd be interesting to see who they decide to to portray that character when they do uh, the Sandman Part Two on Netflix. Uh, mm -hmm. So, all right, yeah, yeah. For the most part, they don't tend to use the same people because I'm oh, sure a lot of it has to do with timing you know whether someone's mm. available or not I'm so. sure because I'm sure. I would have loved to see Kat Dennings portray death 
because mm-hmm. I love her portrayal of death in the audible stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure it, I'm sure it's a scheduling or you know the the casting director or whatever. But. Nope, nope. Ah, but sticking together. I purposely folded you so that you wouldn't do that. And it's like I want to be picked. Pick me. Pick me. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Another American. Little bit younger. Someone. Uh, he's from Texas. Uh, at least okay. he's born in Texas. Midland, Texas, in January 23rd, 1961. Uh, again, multiple award winner. Including a Primetime Emmy Award, two Screen Actors Guild Awards, three Academy Award nominations, and four Golden Globe nominations. So, and this person's one of their biggest roles early on in his career the guy behind me could talk about a lot (laughs) (laughs) i I think i know who it may be (laughs) because he has watched this show (laughs) several times through (laughs) was not an og cast member Yep. But became quite popular once. A fan favorite almost. Quite the fan favorite and even reprised said character in the spinoff. Uh-huh. Yes, he did. Oh, I think I I think I know who too. Yeah. I, you I, I, you I, want to say, um, Holly, because you figured out first, I think? Uh-huh. Would it happen uh, to be Woody Harrelson? Yes, it would. <laughs> or his full proper name, Woodrow Tracy mm-hmm. Harris. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can see why you'd go by Woody. Yeah. Keep. Something that people may not know. Uh, his mother, Diane, was a secretary. His father... Charles Void Harrelson was a convicted hitman. Oh, gee. <laughs> I think I remember reading that somewhere. I'm just thinking, okay, I really don't believe yeah. that. But then, okay. Yeah, he was con- convicted of assassinating federal judge John H. Wood Jr. But he was he was a, a hitman and a member of organized crime. So he was essentially a member of the mob. <laughs> Uh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he actually murdered murdered a couple of people before that judge. Um <laughs> uh, so yeah, he was he was first tried for murder in 1968 for the murder of Harry uh Alan Harry Berg. He was acquitted. Um, and then he was tried uh, 
for the murder for hire killing of Sam <laughs> DeGilia Jr. Uh, and he paid $2,000, I guess, in restitution <laughs> uh, or something. I don't know how that worked in the 60s. Uh, the first trial ended with a deadlock jury. Um, although his accomplice was found guilty um, and he was retried, convicted, sentenced to 15 years, got out after serving five for good behavior. <laughs> Oh, and then and, uh, and he murdered the judge like a year after he got out. <laughs> so that's that's quite the colorful background, mm -hmm. right? And apparently, it, it, it some somehow the the conspiracy theorists think that he may have been involved with the assassination of JFK. So. <laughs> Well, That's some interesting pedigree to come from there, Woody. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, his father died in prison. Uh, so, um, so yeah, they, because uh, his dad was uh, in jail. Uh, the family did not have a lot. So they relied on his mother trying to make ends meet. So then they moved to Ohio. Um Lebanon, Ohio, which is right outside of Cincinnati. In the summer of 79, he worked at Kings Island, the amusement park. Oh. And he went to college at Hanover, which is in Indiana. Hanover, Indiana, where he studied theater mm -hmm. and English. So he's not a native Hoosier, but he's a Hoosier by education. Ah, uh, well, there you go. Uh, so yeah, but he is most widely known for playing Woody Boyd on Cheers. Because after Nicholas Calistano, who portrayed Coach, died in between seasons, uh, they ended up killing Coach off on the show, and they brought in Woody, who um, the character Woody is actually from Indiana. <laughs> mm -hmm. so uh yep. but the character the character was uh hanover so they just made that easy call him woody he's from hanover indiana um but the character woody was coach's pen pal and they never actually met so then woody shows up wanting to finally meet coach face to face and finds out that coach is actually dead um but so, yeah, he ends up getting a job as a bartender at Cheers and is on the show through the rest of the run. And then he makes at least one appearance on Frasier um, mm -hmm. as Woody, of course. Uh, so. Um, and then he was in several episodes of Will and Grace where he was dating the character of Grace. Um, oh, I remember him being on that. So that's where he's, mo a lot of people know him from. Of course, he was on True Detective, um, mm -hmm. the, the the HBO series um, in the early 2010s, alongside Matthew McConaughey. Oh. Um, 
and then he's done a lot of film too mm-hmm. quite the variety of stuff yes. like, like right? white yeah. men can't jump <laughs> yeah he did stuff like natural born like, killers yeah <laughs> i mean there, there's plays- stuff like you know um like like oscar oscar winning stuff like no country for old men mm-hmm. and and you know and and then seven pounds and and then there's zombie land he was he was in yeah yeah and it's just kind of like this guy just takes he takes jobs just forever mm-hmm. and then up oh, you know well recently mm-hmm. and some of us are more familiar with the hunger games he played hamish the yeah uh, yep. the, the mentor and then he was I know him best yeah and then he was a uh, beckett in solo a star wars story which yep. had, you know I, I forgot one of my because... one of my early personal faves of his, uh, Doc Hollywood with Michael J. Fox and Bridget Fonda, and that that one's one of my faves. <laughs> yep. So. Oh, and apparently he was the voice of Carnage in Venom. Let there be Carnage. I did not know that. Ooh. I Interesting. So yeah, quite quite the var- variety of uh, of projects. Yep. Over time, yep. You know, yeah. we'll eventually talk about him when we talk about No Country for Old Men on Gold Standard. Mm-hmm. More than likely, so. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's supposed to be really good in the Zombieland movies, so. Um, and, and he's in now you can see now you see me <laughs> and and mm-hmm. now you see me too uh he plays a, a magician slash con artist <laughs> merit so uh, apparently Damn, i love that movie uh- <laughs> <laughs> there's a movie that came out in 1990 called mother goose rock and rhyme yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I've never even heard of it, so I, I don't know. Old Disney Channel back in the day. Yeah, that's it, it was good. I remember it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's again still very active mm-hmm. um he's got two movies in post production right now um so he's done a little bit of theater but not a whole lot so um well, okay so about this show that's coming out called White House Plumbers. Yeah. <laughs> Telling the true story yeah. of how Nixon's own political sabotage and Watergate masterminds. Huh. Apparently in the 80s, he was married to Neil Simon's daughter. Huh. Huh. In, yeah, in 1985, he married Nancy Simon, daughter of playwright Neil Simon, in Tijuana, Mexico. Uh, 
it wasn't meant to be serious. They planned on divorcing the following day, which I don't know how you could divorce the following day. I guess if you consummated it, you would have to get divorced. Um, I don't know. I don't know how the Mexican laws work. Uh, but the uh, office was closed the next day. Uh, so they ended up be being married for 10 months. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then uh, he married his uh, current wife in 2008. Um, they met in 1987, but they didn't work to get married until 2008. Anyway. Uh, apparently they live in Maui. Huh. Hmm. Uh, apparently he's a big fan of chess. Interesting. Yeah, this is, this is quite, like, there's all kinds of just... These little little trivia tidbits. So you know, like chess, and then Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It also says mm -hmm. he's a fan of the of the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals, which is just <laughs> hi, random. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Chauncey does do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so. Oh, I, I do that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like there's just all these different things that seem kind of incongruous on the on the surface, but you know, sure. Yeah. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't think of, you wouldn't think these things, but Woody Harrelson's kind of, I don't know. He's one of those guys. Like I don't know what he's gonna do next. Of course not. And appar I apparently, he plays charity soccer. He took part in Soccer Aid, which raises money for UNICEF. Uh, he played uh the uh, the match in two thousand ten. He played for rest of the world. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the other team was called. Apparently anyone who's not from the UK, although Gordon Ramsay was on his team. So anyway, uh, yeah, he played for the played for the rest of the world team alongside uh, some former soccer professionals, as well as chef gordon ramsay uh mike myers the actor not the uh you know slasher um and michael <laughs> sheen uh, <laughs> he played the last 15 minutes and scored the winning goal nice. well there you go oh, i guess it's england. it's england versus the rest of the world so uh, uh okay so cool all right woody harrelson huh well do we want to stop there or we do want to do one more up to you i could go either way yep thanks your pick oh my goodness <laughs> I mean, the, the the first two they were good but they weren't necessarily extensive we can 
do one more. We can do one more. Yep. Yeah, especially if there's if it's like one of these that we're like, and that's all we know them from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even looking at the Wikipedia page, I'm like, okay, that's a thing I've heard of, but I don't know anything about it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Our last one is... Ooh. Okay. Oh. This woman. Okay. Not American. From the other side of the pond. Okay. She's English. Although she's uh, appeared in uh, both American and Across the Pond TV shows, among other things. So she is not she's not strictly across the pond. In fact, I think her big her breakout role was on an American program. So, so primarily TV then, or yes, okay. I would say definitely way more TV than film so and of course being british they have to do film so of course she's done some shakespeare like you do yeah actually our film credits i don't know what any of those are (laughs) i only know her from tv so Fair enough. Yep. Hmm. She was born and raised in Surrey. Her father was an English butcher. His her mother was German. Her paternal great great grandmother was Jewish. Hmm. Hmm. She has two younger sisters. Are they in in the business or are they just uh no. Okay. Like that would be interesting, but uh, nope. I am blanking on who this could be. I really can't give you a whole lot more without seriously without, giving without it away. really giving it away. Although recently discussed, she's been married a few times. Uh, recently discussed her ex-husband, 
okay. on an episode of Gold Standard, and I did not realize they had been married. So when I found out that he had been married to this person, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> How did this when this they were only they were married from 93 to 97, so it wasn't very long and obviously a while ago, but still I was like, wait a minute, they were married. Oh, Or she made her debut on a, a apparently a children's soap opera. I did not know that that was a thing that there were children's soap operas. I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> Isn't it, I like children's soap operas, huh? It is a British children's television drama series. That was all the way back yeah. in 1980. Uh, and then she did a bunch of stage work including a lot of Shakespeare, including Julius Caesar, King Lear, Much Ado About Nothing, A Midsummer's Night Dream, and Othello. Uh, is it Emma Thompson? No. Okay, okay. that was thinking the same thing. <laughs> no, because I think Emma Thompson would be known more for film. Oh, true. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and I think Emma Thompson's older. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, like what? What age are we talking here? She is currently fifty-nine. Okay. Her birthday is in a few months. I need to watch Mario Kart <laughs> And I can't give you really anything else without giving it away. Any tentpole fandoms that she's starred in that we would know her from? Yeah. Okay. Which that still could have been I mean, Emma Thompson. I, I, that's true. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm Emma Thompson is in Harry Potter, so yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to I, I think I, I think I figured it out. Who is it? Is it Ab Kingston? Yes, it is. That was going to be my next guess. That was going to be my next guess. Like, I don't freaking know. <laughs> you do know. I do know, but not with those clues. Kingston. Uh, what is sweetie? <laughs> yes. It's like, I really can't say anything like hair. Right. Spoilers. Uh-huh. I mean, I did kind of emphasize the word pond when talking about being across the pond. True. Oh. Yeah. Medical <laughs> I, did, I did notice you were doing that, but I'm like, that is a really odd way of that is a really odd way of referring to it. And you've done it several times. Yep. But okay, here we go. Yay. Now who's she married to? Ray Fines. <laughs> oh wow. Voldemort. She was married Voldemort. to Voldemort. <laughs> Wowza. <laughs> okay then. I know it's crazy. We agree with you, Lottie. We agree with you. Yeah. My mind was blown when I found that out. Yeah, because we were talking about right we were talking about Ray Fines, we were talking about Schindler's list and and Zan said something about oh that's while while he was married to Alex Kingston. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he did Records Schindler's scratch. List while he was married to Alex Kingston. So 
It was during this well, time period. So Well, okay then. Yeah. But her first big role was on ER. Yes. As yes, Elizabeth Corday. Yes. And she would be on the show pretty much almost until the show ended. So Yes. She <laughs> married Mark Green. Yes, <laughs> she did. Mm. They're not over that. Well, yep. So, um, and she even guest starred in a couple of episodes of NCIS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, she's also part of the DC TV universe. Yes. 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 Arrowverse. The Arrowverse. I still wish Laurel and Sarah's mom. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. But of course, we all know her as Professor Rivasong, archaeologist. Yes. yes. <laughs> Daughter yeah. of Amy Pond and Roy Williams, wife of the Doctor yes. and killer of Daleks. Yes. Uh, Among other things. A very, uh, yeah. very, very, very big fan favorite character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she has her own, own spin off, spin off line, Diary of River Song um, for Big Finish. Yes. I am yep. really, really hoping someday they get Peter Capaldi in the booth and they're like, hey, we're going to do uh, the adventures of the Doctor and River, those those 24 years. Uh, yes. The, the, the Singing Towers of Derillium. Yes, yes. I want that. I want that uh, so bad. Yes, it's like I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure they are wanting. It's on their wish list. Of, oh, I'm of sure. Projects they want to do. Oh, I am sure. All the uh, uh, contracted. <laughs> but yes, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm looking over some of her other stuff that she's done that isn't Doctor Who, which you know, there's a lot. Um, but oh, one that I discovery of witches. Yes, that's what I was going to bring up because I recently mm -hmm. watched the first season of that one. I didn't realize the other seasons were out yet, but um, which is really good. I mean, she plays she plays um, Diana's aunt, mm -hmm. uh, Sarah Bishop, and I, you know, she's she's really good there. I mean, they're kind of in the first season at least they're all they're, they're separated, you know, so it's more like phone calls and stuff, and so she has to be the you know, when Diana calls, like, I have questions about things, and they're like, okay, well, we need to tell her, and and all that, and all that stuff, but, um, so, yeah, so, which, you know, you think, you know, a, a story, you know, a, a, a series about, you know, witches and vampires and whatever else is in there, it's like, yeah, you can, you can definitely see Alex Kingston in a, in a, in a role playing, a playing, you know, a modern day witch, I suppose. <laughs> But you know, you can see her. There's a lot of she. She does a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Just fun. She was in the Gilmore Girls reboot sequel, whatever you want to call it. Oh, You're the life. Yeah. She was Roy's mm -hmm. boss. Yes. So, yeah, she she just pops up every now and then. 
doing this, that, and the other thing, and you're like, oh, hello, Miss Kingston. What are you up to? Mm-hmm. There's there's a there's a picture here of Alex Kingston, Karen Gillan, and Catherine Tate at, at some con or another, and I'm just kind of looking at it. And I'm like, I don't know, just the way that that, that Alex and and uh, Karen are posing. I'm like, or you know, that their mm-hmm. facial expression. I'm like, yeah, you guys could be related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their, facial, their facial structure. I'm like, like okay, yeah, the casting worked. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Catherine Tate is there and it just makes it even more that That's just like better. a lot of like ginger power right there just in uh, that picture. Yes. Uh, so watch out for the redheads. This is why the yeah. doctor can't be ginger. Right. Because yeah. the doctor already has too many gingers yeah. associated well, with them. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it's not like Alex Kingston's ginger, but she's just amazing. She can just be there. It's okay. She probably, I mean, <laughs> you put her. I mean, put her in there in between Catherine and Karen. Yeah. She kind of looks ginger. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like I, I'm looking at her hair and I'm like, what? I mean, I like I see blonde. There's brown, but yeah, like ginger, you're red. I don't know what color her hair is. Yeah. Well, you got to remember love, yeah. whatever color <laughs> fabulous is. True. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then you got to remember River's parents, Amy and Rory. Sure. reddish okay. blonde and her red. mother is a redhead so yep. 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 yep yep well i just my my biggest thing is i love that you know she's got the huge curly hair because i can mm-hmm. cosplay river song because you yes. know with, with the hair i don't have to do a dang thing i just have to mess it you know some some mousse some gel tousle it and i'm like i hello sweetie mm-hmm. <laughs> so good I, to I, go. I, I love i love that she has the hair yeah I have cosplayed yeah. River. Yeah, I mean, River Song is just one of those new Who characters that mm-hmm. you're just like, why does it take so long for us to get a character like this in Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now we do. So, so good. I mean, she's the only person in the entire universe of doctor who that has made a dalek beg for mercy yes that and, tells and you, you know, everything you need to know about river song mm-hmm. this, this is the interesting thing about river song is that is that you know she she is very accomplished she is skillful she has all like she is who she is and you know in in lesser hands like you know as far as writing acting what have you that that character would have been a complete flop or a complete mess or just somebody like completely annoying. It had the potential to just not work at all. But because it's Alex Kingston and Stephen Moffat doing the writing and you know everything else around it is like it works. It just works, and it it could not be anybody else playing that character because they wouldn't yeah. know what to do with with her. They they would do it like maybe too much, too little, or wouldn't understand it or I, I mean, and I don't even know, like, how do you understand this character, but somehow Alex Kingston gets it, she has fun with it, and the fans love it. I mean, I wasn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure about her the first time I saw her in the, in Silence of the Library, and I was like, who is this person? Why are you here? And then 
the more you watch her, the more you see what's going on, the more, the more you understand her story. You're like, oh, I get it now. I understand why this character is the way she is and why she's so cool. So, and I, you know, and a lot of that, I mean, I, I do give credit to the writing, but a lot of that is down to Alex Kingston's just, she just does it. Just, and she doesn't have, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't, you know, need to ask for permission. She doesn't need to, I mean, I'm sure she thought mm-hmm. about it, but uh, but it just kind of, it just flows and it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's one of those, that, it's one of those characters that could have just, just crashed and burned, but it didn't. And that's all, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of it due to her. So it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah, I, I was the same way when I first saw Silence of the Library. I'm like, who is this and what? And then she comes back later and like, you figure out, they slowly unwind her story and the fact that, you know, she and the doctor are not living in, you know, in sync, in, in sync with each other. So it's like, you know, you could go on YouTube and you'll you'll find people that have put like River Song's story in order, in chronological mm-hmm. order for her. Yeah. And you watch, I mean, obviously Alex does not play River. Once she becomes River Song, it's Alex. Uh, obviously, yeah. Melody is played by a couple different actresses because we got young Melody, who we don't know is Melody yet when she regenerates as a, a young child. And then we've got Melody, who is Amy's best friend, <laughs> you know, who decides we should go kill Hitler um yeah and then when she regenerates into into river it's like she just takes off and she just yeah it's it's one of those casting that yeah nobody else could have done the role and brought river to life like alex did and the fact that we have big finish now so that river can 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 continue um, even though they have figured out how to bring her back on TV. So we got the Husbands of River mm-hmm. Song for Christmas one year, which is one of my favorite Christmas episodes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because um, her and I, Peter I, Capaldi I, together is just, uh, Perfect. I know. <laughs> it yeah. is. It, it totally is. And yeah, I just, I think, I think the fact like they, 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 there's a lot of, they promised a lot of things with it and then with the, with the character and then unwound it as time went on. I think that, that helped. Um, but yeah, it is just, oh, it's, it's just kind of, I'm just kind of, I, I kind of marvel at like, just how did you guys pull that one off? I mean, obviously Doctor Who, it's, you know, time travel, wibbly wobbly, all that stuff. So, so it can work. It's just, how did you think of it? How did you pull it off? And just how does it work so well? I, I just, cause I, I, cause we've known characters, I've known characters that are trying to do similar things. River song like you know the swagger the confidence the the all this and they're just they just don't work they're not relatable they're not interesting they're not they're just annoying and I think because like you got the confidence for her first and then later as you you know you see her story unfold you're like okay now we get into the, the deeper character stuff and what makes her tick and she's not always the super confident super you know capable you know everything there are some moments of uncertainty for her. there are some things that she has to deal with and, and but but they're but they're very well balanced 
like all of that's very well balanced and so it's like it's like you know i know there's this whole thing like we want to have strong female characters well here's how you do a female character who is strong and interesting and relatable and you know she doesn't live her life in the right order <laughs> and it and it all works out so you know people ought to <laughs> take take notes here yep um, and with a character like River, because she's living her life out of order, essentially the rest of us, I mean, that just let things wide open for Big Finish. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. And we I'm know like... that we know that River has met every incarnation of the Doctor up through Capaldi's face. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, let's find, let's hear about when River Song met you know, Sylvester McCoy's doctor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> How did that turn out? <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, it's just I know I'm looking over some of her other stuff. <laughs> her other big one was a a, mini, a Mall Flanders miniseries, which I'm like, yeah, I could see her being Mall Flanders. Absolutely. Uh, let's see, there was another TV movie about Boudica, where she played Boudica. <laughs> like, another one. It's like, yep, that that's that one's for you. Ooh, I, I might have to find that one. That, that it was, amazing. let's see, it says 2003 is when it came out. So, uh, I have seen parts of Lost in Austin, which is, uh, so she plays Mrs. Bennett, uh, and it's kind of weird because you know Mrs. Bennett is very, uh, what, what, how do you know the, you know the Pride and Prejudice Mrs. Bennett? She's very energetic and flighty and and anxious and all these things. And it actually the the parts I've seen of her playing that character, it kind of works, although it's really weird to see. Um, and then some of these others. And there's Arrow. Oh, she was in a couple episodes of Blue Bloods. So that's cool. That's and, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Discovery of Witches. Which apparently I need to watch the rest of it. And yeah, so quite a few quite a few notable things outside of Doctor Who, but Doctor Who is definitely her, um, <laughs> her biggest thing. And then Okay, this is interesting because it says, you know, on her on her television filmography, it's like, you know, here's the thing and how many episodes she was in. And Doctor says she was in 15 episodes. And I'm like, that feels like it should be more, but mm-hmm. but maybe not so much. Just because River is just she is a, a presence in that show in, in those mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yay, Alex Kingston. You know, and I, I mean, I love her full name, Alexandra Elizabeth Kingston. It's like, of course, that's your name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just all of that is is wonderful. Yeah, she's she's one of those new who people that I've not met yet, but I really look forward to it one of these days. Yes, I know oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, she is she is a trip they broke the mold and when 
when she came in into the story. Yeah. But yes, I I adore her. And just yeah. She just kind of goes and does her thing. Yeah. Well, she and John Barrowman have the same birthday. Oh. So yeah. that's right. That tells you a lot. <laughs> yeah. Those yeah. two, when they get if together, believe, I mean, they're like a house. If on you fire believe in things like thing. astrological signs, the fact that they're the same astrological sign because they have the same birthday tells you a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I do. I do look forward to the day I finally get to meet Alex. So. Oh, she, it's gonna yeah, be I like meeting John Barrowman all over again, but with different hair. <laughs> they might yeah, still be uh, wearing a dress, so you know. <laughs> Never know. Nope. That's the thing with John Barrowman. He can be wearing pants or dress, and he'll look good in either one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He looks better in dresses than I do sometimes. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We, 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 love, we love her. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I love that she is just, she's still, she's still just, she's still doing it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so I had to look it up. John Barrowman's birthday, like he is four years younger than her. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just had to look up like I don't it's like it's not But they're both March eleventh. March eleventh, yes. Yep. But it's I don't know. I just I just like had to see like I don't like I know he's a little bit older than, than some of the others, but I just had to figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh but anyway that's that's crazy mm-hmm. never know how it goes all right well was that a good one to end on i think so. i think so i, I think, think so. so too not that we don't like john lithgow or or, or um or woody harrelson but we just have a little more to talk about with alex Kingston. yep oh uh, we love her anyway well, if uh, any of our listeners want to chime in on anything they know about these actors we've discussed or just, you know anything we talked about throughout the podcast today, you can send us some feedback uh, to our email address, which is 5 fangirls at gmail.com. And if you want to visit our website, it is the5ishfangirls.com. It has links to our social media stuff, our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. So we post things there. Um, and you can leave comments. There's also ways to support the channel. So support the podcast. I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately, guys. Can you tell? <laughs> uh, support the podcast through our Patreon and through our merch shop and a few other things we have over there. It's all on our website. You can check out. And of course, as always, we thank you for listening, for your support, for your feedback. Um, it's just exciting to, to have you all with us on our on this crazy journey that we're all embarking on together and mm-hmm. hope you all are doing well uh, as as the new year rings in and and uh, yeah take care everybody mm-hmm. yes. Yes. all right so with 
that, we shall sign off for this week. This is Brittany Bowden saying goodnight. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. So long, sweetie. For listening to the Five-ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show, along with information on our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back. We love our Five-ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly. <laughs>